very big area of research right now, and it's so important. It's all about trying to find treatment for chronic pain, because what we are discovering is it's about more than just taking a pill. Everyone experiences pain differently, right? Whether it's men versus women, or there are even genetic differences. In fact, there's even research that suggests gardening. Yes, gardening can be effective in treating chronic pain, maybe even more effective than opioids. How can that be? Well, let's find out. Dr. Andrea Ferlin is an associate professor in the Department of Medicine at the University of Toronto and author of Eight Steps to Conquer Pain and joins us now. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you for inviting me. Good morning. Good morning. How can gardening treat pain? Yeah, because uh, gardening is a form of uh, exercise, right? (laughs) So it's exercise for the body, but also exercise for the mind. We, when we are treating pain, especially chronic pain, we, I tell my patients to do some lifestyle modifications. They need to exercise, move more. I tell them motion is lotion for your joints. So gardening is a form of um, moving, moving their joints, but also it's a distraction to the brain away from pain. Because we know from research that when you pay attention to pain, you feel pain more intense. But also because you'll be moving, carrying weights and walking, there will be production of endogenous opioids. They are called endorphins. And not only that, but um, contact with nature. We know that if a person is in contact with green areas, nature, they feel more calm their mind is less stressed. And not only that, but the sun. I tell my patients that vitamin D is extremely important for pain, for osteoporosis. And if they do some exercise, gardening under the sun, they will be producing vitamin D. So there are a lot of benefits of gardening. Dr. Ferlin, this is interesting because I guess for many people, they feel like if they're in pain, they need to rest, right? And so sometimes does it feel counterproductive for them when you tell them, no, no, you Mm -hmm. must get out and move and exercise? Yeah, of course, it depends on the type of pain, right? So if they have an acute injury, an inflammation of a joint and they are in pain, then it's going to be hard. Uh, or if they had a trauma, like an accident, something that caused an acute injury. But when we talk about chronic pain, and chronic pain is defined as ongoing pain, daily, constant for at least three months, and what caused the pain is already healed. So if you think about the tendons, muscles, bones that cause the initial pain, they are already healed. We know that pain now is more like a memory, is more like um, a resemblance of the acute pain. And in this case, we teach the person hurt does not mean harm. I know you're going to feel pain, but if you can do a little bit of exercise, you don't need to spend the whole day in your garden. <laughs> I know that sometimes is a is a temptation. You want to do everything in one day. Like pace yourself. Try to do a few things every day. Even if it hurts, um, try to endure. Try to keep going. Trust the process that moving will end up helping you at the end mm-hmm. uh, instead of giving in and staying in bed, especially on a nice, sunny, warm day that... Um, the garden is almost calling for you to come here and take care of me. <laughs> That's very true. But Dr. Ferlin, do we know why people experience pain differently? 
Yes, yeah, we know. There are so many things that affect that. For example, uh, sex. Males and females are very different. We know that uh, women are more sensitive to pain. The thresholds are lower, the tolerance. And especially around the menstrual period. So if a few days before the menstrual period, they are more sensitive to pain. We also know that uh, there are a lot of... Uh, past experiences with pain, expectation, if a person is expecting to feel pain because they think that that's a, it's what is acceptable, they will feel. Actually, they, the pain will be more intense. Also, if they are more stressed, if they are more tired, if they are more anxious that day, they will have a bad day and they will feel more pain. There are a lot of uh, um, memories of pain that also affect how the person will perceive pain. Also, who is around them? <laughs> Uh, we know that loneliness makes a person to feel more pain. The pain is more intense when they are alone than compared to when they have someone that cares for them. We know that holding hands hands with someone, a loved one, alleviates pain. <laughs> so that's true. If someone uh, you know, cares for you and they hold your hands, they touch you, touching the skin alleviates pain. The pain is less intense. That is so interesting, though, just the yeah. idea that all of those things can affect pain. Dr. Ferland, thank you for your time today. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me today. Thank that you. was so interesting. Dr. Andrea Ferland is an associate professor in the Department of Medicine at the University of Toronto, talking about how something very basic like gardening in the sunshine can actually do more to treat people's chronic pain than taking an opioid. It seems counterproductive, I know, but I can see how that makes sense.